All right, everybody, welcome back to Hanging with the Fabians. Another episode in the mix. What's my name up? is CD. This and is my I'm lovely bride, Melody. Melody, yes. And I'm the Melody to his CD. That's right. I love it. I love you, honey. You bring me songs of joy. Amen. I love you, babe. And, you know, we've been doing some podcasts, and the warfare has been on 27,000. Okay. But we're going to keep pressing forward. Let's do it. Because this is going to bless people. And um, today we're going to be talking about what do you do when you mess up? What do you do when you sin? What do you do when you failed? You've, you've, you have had sex. You have failed with the Christian person that you thought you were supposed to wait with. What do mm. you do <clears throat> when you cheat on your spouse? What do you do when you have fallen? How do you access grace? Yes. What do you do? How do you get back up? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, this is really powerful because I think it, it, like something's changed over the past few years, and there seems to be a greater weight of opposition against Christ. And sin is one of the things I think the enemy can use to bombard us with guilt and shame and pain. Even after we've like walked past or gotten through something, mm -hmm. the guilt of it yeah. can really assail or bombard our thoughts and our minds. And so today what we'd like to discuss is how to get past that. So uh, I'll start with the story mm. that uh, after I had been gotten saved, gave my life to Christ, senior year in college, I had a pretty radical encounter with God, and I was taught early to have uh, daily devotionals. That's good. Where I'm spending time in the Word, and I'm praying mostly through what I was reading, but also the things that were going on in my life. And um, I actually was taught to do this daily, twice a day, morning and night. That's great. Wow. So as I was on that journey, my mind was being renewed just by learning this new material through the Word of God on a daily basis. And yet still, um, via a circumstance that I wasn't prepared for, I fell into some gross sin. Mm. Uh, so, okay, I used to think of myself more highly than I ought and thought I was a pretty handsome guy who you are played. A guy, honey. I used to be. <laughs> and then, um, you know, life. But I, I was much thinner, played basketball, played soccer, uh, was a frat guy. Mm. Um, and I had his chiseled face. You were all that and a bag of chips. I thought I was. You are. And so to make myself seemably less attractive oh. in my own eyes mm. so that girls would not talk to me, <laughs> I grew my hair out. And let my beard, this is before beards were cool. Oh, okay. And I just, well, mosquito. Oh, no. And so, um, so I thought having like a nappy mane would just deter attraction. Women away? And it did for a little season. So, so you get saved. Right. But the girls are still a temptation. Right. And then so you I had to like, change my like, beeper I'm number. I'm just going to get a beeper. <laughs> you changed your beeper number. I changed my beeper number. Okay. And then you grew out the hair. I grew out the hair to make myself like a less beast. attractive. 
Yeah. Okay. The and Grizzly then what beast. happened? So it just happened to be that some girl was like, hey, would you like me to braid that up? And it was starting to get crazy, a little out of control. Okay. Like I could pull my hair down, put it in my mouth. It, it was getting pretty bad. Okay. So long story short, I end up sinning with this girl. Let me tell y'all something. There's no need for no dude to be sitting on the floor with his arms all up on some girl's thighs, especially in hot old Arizona. We're in the Southwest now, hot old Miami, and, just, you know, rubbing all up on the thighs and stuff like that and then thinking that's not going to be arousing. And so, unfortunately, one thing would lead to another, but I'm a believer now. Mm. I love God. Mm, mm, and mm. I remember... That was a setup from the it devil. Was, it was, too, because... You were really trying. That one time we were all watching the movie and everybody decided to leave and just left us alone. Because mm. she wasn't done yet. But you, did, but you didn't say, you know what, I got to go because nobody's here. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two with my hair. Right. I didn't have good boundaries. At that time. At that time yet. So, anyway, this happened on mm. occasion. Because, you know, the braids and, you know, it, it gets hard and you got to scratch that deal. And anyway, so each time this would happen, I would grow in great guilt. Okay. Because I, I had learned that the spirit of God resides in me. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't want to merge the presence of God in an act of sin. I, I, that, that just felt wrong. Right. And I had not too long before read about Ananias and Sapphira, how they lied to the Holy Spirit and they died. God took them out. And I was just like, oh, snap. Like, he is no joke. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. <laughs> so you thought the Lord was going to take you so out. So I was driving fearful. Wow. That, like, I just need to get home, God, and please spare my life because I knew better. But that's a better. real fear. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking if God is that concerned about his holiness, at the same time, there's grace. In my mind at that time, I didn't know how to reconcile that they died. Mm -hmm. So where's the grace? Mm. So uh, and there's there's reason for what had happened and how that happened. They lied straight up to the apostles, to their face. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And, and God was like establishing the church and he was like he's setting like, a tone. Yeah, he so set there, the tone. There's a dip. Right. So with me, I just I just was taking the word for what it was worth. Right. And I was taking my relationship relationship with God for what it was worth. And I wrestled with that. Now, after I recognize I'm not going to be smited. I was still wrestling with the guilt and the shame mm. of what I was doing. But here's what would happen. That guilt and shame would subside and then I would do it again. Mm. So it wasn't until I just decided I got to cut this off. So acknowledgement of the sin mm -hmm. and cutting it off. I think this is a good step to teach. Like you had right. to cut it off. Right. So so I think the enemy will play off of the cycles that I was just talking about of like the, the fear of the sin and then it's subsiding and then falling into sin again. Yeah. So you get to this vicious cycle. Mm. So for some people, a vicious cycle is what's really keeping them from a deeper love of God because yeah. they don't feel worthy enough. Because after a while, they start to realize that they're, they, they're accusing themselves or just playing the game. Here's what I learned. I didn't let my guilt, I was taught in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, 16, that we can boldly come before the throne of grace. Amen. So even after I sinned, 
I didn't hesitate to run into the presence of God and pray and ask for forgiveness and seek his face. Mm. I didn't let sin, come on now, this is how I want to say it. I didn't let sin mm. keep me yep. from the throne of grace. I didn't let sin keep me from the throne of grace. Now, I, there's this tension. Am I playing the game? Am I, gonna, I know I'm going to be forgiven anyway. I had, God knows our hearts. He tests our hearts. I had genuine pursuit of God's presence and repentance mm. in that moment with requests for not just grace, but strength to say no. Mm. So here's the thing. We must recognize how weak we really are. His flesh is weak. <laughs> because it wasn't really a matter of my strength or lack thereof to be holy or to obey. Yeah. It was actually a revelation of how weak I really was and how gracious God really is. Because every time I came back to the throne of grace and I wrestled and I fought past the words of the enemy and how could you and I can't believe you did that and you know what you did. I still went before him. I still wept. I still cried. I still And this is in private prayer times. It wasn't just waiting for yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It was even sometimes that night. Mm. And so what would happen is you would think that after falling again and falling again, that deal would wane and I could start to feel it wane. And then the, the Holy Spirit gave me the wisdom. Mm. This needs to be cut off. Amen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you strategy. opportunities and strategies. So in that particular story, in that case, on another set of circumstances, I wasn't doing well in school. So my parents came up and gave me kind of an ultimatum to give me a, a boost. I knew it was the Lord, mm. and one of the options was to go back home for a while and kind of reset, mm. which was going to remove me from that circumstance wow. and that situation altogether. Completely. I went back home for about eight months, and I did nothing again, just continued reading the word every day, every night. He set praying. you apart. He set me apart. It was, I call it my wilderness season, mm. where I was just away for a while. I grew in the Lord a lot. When I came back into that circumstance, my the the the, the maturity I had school? in Christ back to school because I went back oh, okay. to the to the University of Arizona, and and the circumstances I found myself in with the temptations and the girls and that particular girl and so forth, um, I had much more maturity. I had I had established boundaries. I never fell again in that way. In fact, here's 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 the thing. Our story, that was the last person. I ever cross sexual boundaries with until period. Cause I don't cross sexual boundaries with you. I enjoy them. <laughs> but okay, go back. But what I'm saying is, um, there was there was the wrestle to come before the, re the, the the throne of grace because I'm taking okay, that's another thing. I'm taking the word for what it says. Mm-hmm. If God says there's grace, there's grace. Yeah. If God says there's forgiveness, there's forgiveness. If God says that I can come before his throne without, um, without uh, you know, the fear of sin, right? That I, Approach uh, that his throne boldly. Boldly, that I will. To obtain mercy. To obtain mercy, yeah. thank you. That I will be forgiven. Yes. Right? So another scripture, Romans 8. Who dares condemn God's, you know, anointed or let me let me read it. 
Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him mm. up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Elect, yeah, that's good. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who is, inter who is indeed interceding for us. Jesus is praying for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Right? So with these scriptures that thank the Lord, um, here's another thing. I had been saved in the year 2000. Those things were happening about a year and a half later. That first year and a half that I had been in the Lord, I had already read the Bible once by then. Again, I was taught early to study the scriptures day and night, mm. right? So I had scriptures for the Holy Spirit to renew my mind with, to, to set new course of thinking with. So when I heard the lies, when the attacks came, when my own conscious was, was making me sin conscious, mm. The Holy Spirit would turn my face to Christ. So you could be Christ conscious. So I could be Christ conscious that covers my sin. That could be Christ conscious that conquers my sin. That could be Christ conscious that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Mm. So, and you just have to say that over and over and over to yourself. I think you should speak to that person right now. Yeah, I mean, just if anybody is feeling like, you, you are somehow separated from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I just read it. This is what the Bible says. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress any circumstances, situation you're going through? Persecution, somebody making fun of you because you love Jesus in school? Or famine or nakedness, feeling like you've been exposed. Mm. You've been exposed. Your dirt just got out there. Your sin just got out there. They found out what you did. Right. Right? Do you know that even in that exposure, when King David was exposed, this is a mm. man after God's own heart. Come on. King <laughs> David was watching porn, invited that girl up to his room, was intimate with her, tried to lie about it and get her husband to sleep with his wife, who he had committed adultery with. Did, that brother didn't want to do it, and he killed him. He sent him to be murdered, right? And then married the girl and was just going to cover it all like, mm. like, and then God sent the prophet to expose him. Listen, sometimes God will expose you for your own good. Come on. To put you in a place of repentance. Thank like you, Jesus. But if you remember that nothing shall separate you from the love of God, what did David do? When that prophet came up and exposed him, the, tap, the, the Ark of the Covenant was in a tent that David created himself just so that he can have what was known as God's throne, come on, the throne of grace, near. The tabernacle was in another city, but he brought the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant, God's throne, right nearby. He ran mm. in the place, in the, in the tabernacle, you're not even supposed to be in that holy place, the most holy place. For those of you who understand what I'm talking about, you get me. But just know this, he did exactly what Hebrew says. Man, 
He did not allow anything to separate him from the love of God. He went through the throne of grace with boldness. He put his face. So there's the tension that I'm talking about. I thought I was going to die. David thought he cried out in Psalm 51, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Mm. Is God going to do that? No. But there's this tension of like conviction yeah. that drives us near. See, the enemy uses condemnation. Yeah. In Romans 8, 1, when it says, for I could, no, it says, these, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in, condemn, uh, in Christ Jesus. Jesus. The root word of condemnation is damn, damnation. The devil tries to convince us that our sin has damned us. If we're in Christ Jesus, our sin has not damned us. Because we have believed unto Christ, because we believe that he was raised from the dead, we confess him as Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He will not leave us nor abandon us. Amen. If you stepped out, backslid, did something stupid or foolish, He's like the father at the door waiting for the prodigal son to come back. He will receive you. In fact, he will run halfway and grab you. That's good. Thank you, Lord. But, but the enemy will try to convince you to stay with them pigs. Yeah. And you're not good enough. But see, that guy, all he did was just say, man, it's better to be a servant in my father's house. Come on, somebody. Some of you need to hear. Mm. It's better to be a servant in the house of the Lord. But then he's still going to restore you as son or daughter. He's That's still going to restore. He put a ring on him. Mm -hmm. This is Jesus is trying to convince us the heart of God for his children. Yeah. To those who call him Abba, <clears throat> to those who believe that he was raised from the dead and received his Holy Spirit, and was yes. born again and call him Abba Father. He does not have a disposition of judgment against you. So and he's justified to do so because Christ already died for our sins. And David had a glimpse of this before it even happened. Mm. So he put him face before the throne of grace and he was given forgiveness. He knew he was given forgiveness. He's gone down as a man after God's own heart. Yeah. So what's the tension? It's not condemnation that drives us away from God. It's conviction that drives us to God. Yeah. So it's okay to have conviction. It's okay to feel bad about it. It's okay to have remorse and confess it before God and let the love of God. And that might take time. So you just keep believing, keep believing, keep believing and resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. Those of us who are not believers, this is the goodness of our God. Give your life to Jesus Christ who died for your sins. The creator of the world will bring you in close. Amen. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. When you feel the temptation to leave or forsake him, just know he will never leave you nor forsake you. Come back. That's good. Run back. All right. Sorry, I went there for a minute. No, that's good. It reminds me of uh, 1 John 3.20. <clears throat> it says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. Come on. And he knows everything. Come on. Uh, NLT says, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. Yep. He knows everything. Yep. And so your heart may condemn you. And, mm. and the enemy does this, right? He's like, ah, oh, you should go sin. You should go sin. You fall into sin. And then he's like, man, look at you. And yo, he plays he, that game, right? He goes from tempting. Entices you. Enticing. And then he goes to, ah, look at you. And then dig. wants to expose you. I can't you. believe you did that. You should, just, you should just give up Christ altogether. And that's what the Lord 
is fighting for, for you to say, no, 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 you're not going to give up on me. You're not going to turn away. Come back, come to me, and I will set you free. Yeah. And so we have this feeling, and we have to, to stand on the truth. The That's right. The fact is Christ died. The fact Place is he resurrected. Place our faith in what Christ has done, in the fact of what Christ has done. Over our feelings. Over our feelings. Um, I just want to finish that part and make a, a statement here. When, when I read here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness or danger or sword? For it is written, uh, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep through mm. the slaughter. Yeah. Um, no. In all these things, there's a lot of that can go there. I'm not going to. That's not my point here. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Conquerors over what? Conquerors over sin. Yes. How do we have conquering over <laughs> sin? Because of what Christ has done. So we're more than conquerors because of what Christ has done, right? For I am sure, and watch this, that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else mm. in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So... Here's, here's what I want to say. When we fall into temptation, when we're wrestling with lies, when sin threatens to separate us from God because the enemy wants to harp guilt and shame on us, leaders, the number one thing we can do with people who come to us, ministers, pastors, leaders, in the word of God uh, for, the, for the gospel things like that, is to point them to Jesus. To point them to Jesus. And restore them. To restore them in Christ Jesus. I think some of us, I think some of us spend some time harping on the sin to kind of stoke up a sense of remorse. Hmm. But, but God, I, God's got to do that. But, but God's got to do that. Right. And I, and I think you can have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with somebody who's maybe it's not clicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we can do that. But I think we need to overwhelm people with what Christ did at the cross. That, because his it's the kindness, Holy Spirit. His kindness leads us to repentance. His goodness, his kindness, his goodness leads us to repentance. And it's the Holy Spirit who convicts the world of sin, uh, righteousness, and just <clears throat> judgment. Right. And, and when we get people to look at Jesus Christ... That, that conviction rises. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think we, we name this Christ consciousness over sin consciousness because sin drives a wedge. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit can convict of sin that drives them, draw us near to Christ. Yeah. We want to be Christ conscious. Amen. So that's why I wanted to park and say that. Um, but, but you made a great scripture, like even when our heart condemns us. Yeah. Man, like our heart can condemn us. Sometimes right. it's not even spiritual warfare on that level. The enemy may be playing on that. Sure. Um, and there could be some guilt and shame there. Maybe part of the reason why we were raised or how we process things. And I think we just remind them again, like, man, 
renew the mind. Christ loves you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Christ loves you. He's right there for you. Christ. And, and, and will that somebody say, oh, well, does that give me permission to just keep sinning? Mm-mm. Again, so I, I think we live in that, con- that tension. Like, yeah, Romans that, 6, you know, we don't continue to sin. That grace would abound, right? Yes, And yes, it's yes. really good. I really encourage you to memorize Romans 6. Like, read that deal over and over and over. Study it. Get it in your body. Because it says you don't even want to present your body to sin. So when you went away from your college situation, you were taking your body away from the sin you were presenting the yourself to. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> and so Sinful circumstances. Yes. you acknowledged it, you called it out, and then you had to cut it off. Right. Right. Um, I think of uh, uh, our friend, Tony Limari, which I pray that next uh, season we will interview them. I'm speaking yeah, that. I'm yes, speaking yes. that. Uh, Tony and Limari, you know, Tony felt away from the Lord in the sense of his sin. He cheated on his wife. Their family was about to be destroyed. And she went to church with him. And the pastor, you know, looked at Limari and said, you can leave him or grace him. Mm. And by the grace of God, she felt this strength to forgive him. But he dealt with so much shame. Right. So much shame that one time when she got home, she found him on the floor because he had tried to kill himself. Yeah. And he said, look, I'm such a failure. I can't even kill myself. Mm. And I remember her just saying, babe, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. He's like, no, I'm Peter. I'm Peter. I'm I'm a failure. I'm, I'm no, no, no. He said, I'm I'm Judas. Mm. And she said, no, you're Peter. That's right. And I just feel like there's people listening, and you feel like you're done. God gave up on you. But this, even me crying right now is the heart of God because Tony repented. Limari forgave him. They worked on their marriage. They exposed it. They didn't hide their sin. Tony will say, yes, I failed my wife, right? And I think that's their power. Mm. There's power in testimony. I think Satan has kept people like, yeah, we had this fallout, but nobody got to know. Nobody got to know, right? And when you can't talk about it. You're not yet free. You're not free. When you can't talk about what the Lord has redeemed you from, you're still not you free. Don't feel, you don't have full redemption. No, and I see that. I see that in people where it's like it's the elephant in the room. We just can't talk about it. It's under the blood. But really, is it? Right. Because you can't even talk about it's it. It's under the rug. It's under the rug instead of under the blood. You see what I'm saying? And so I love Tony and Limari because they speak at marriage conferences, now restoring marriages. And Tony said, babe, I'm never going to do this to you again. But he has to set up high boundaries. He has to, he had to quit. He had to quit the job. Right. Right. He had to delete. He had to get a new phone. Right. You know, like, you got to do what you got to do. The Bible says if your right hand causes your left hand to sin, cut, cut it, it, it off. Cut it off. And, he, and, and, and that's talking about, like, the extreme 
circumstances that you might have to go through, God is not asking you to cut off your arm. <laughs> right, right. Or your, pluck out your eye. But the hyperbole is intended to say, like, do whatever you got to do. Right. To remove your, yourself from that situation of sin. Right. Do what you got to do. So we're, we're living in this tension between conviction and yet still freedom to come before the throne of grace. Amen. Now, I alluded to spiritual warfare earlier because some of us are literally being bombarded with thoughts. Yeah. And I wanted to give some equipment about that. That's some good. of these thoughts are not your own. Mm. Some of these thoughts are demonic thoughts. The, the, these are unclean spirits who are lingering around, whispering to people, harassing them, bullying them. And they're often speaking in first person. <clears throat> I'm no good. I always mess up. God wants nothing to do with me. But some of these thoughts are not always your thoughts. Mm. So let me share something with you. In 1 John chapter uh, 4, it says, verse 1 and 2, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Come on. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world it's because false prophets are, are operating under a false spirit. Their own spirit is not true, and they're probably under the influence of demonic spirits. <clears throat> false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Wow. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist. So some of us are wrestling with the spirit of the age, the spirit of the world, and we're hearing all these condemning things, and they're not confessing Jesus. But watch this. If you yourself can just say, no, I don't believe that. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and has set me free. And you just repeat that and you put that in your heart and you put that in your mind. Put it on your mirror. You, that's what it means <clears throat> like in gotta, James chapter four yeah. when it says resist the devil and he will flee. This happened to Jesus too. He was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil and the devil straight up and came, if you are the son of God, and then tempted him to do these unnecessary miracles. It started with, if you are the son of God. See, this is what I mean. Jesus, and also in um, uh, that scripture that we talked about coming before the throne of grace in Hebrews, is saying that Jesus is a high priest like one of us mm. who knows temptations. So he knows that temptation. But when you yourself declare and you say that, uh, now, therefore, I want you to understand, this is 1 Corinthians 12, 3. I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So you can know what kind of spirit you're wrestling with and what kind of spirit you have by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and that he was raised from the dead and just repeating that to yourself. And, know, and this, is, this is how you ward off and resist the enemy. And this is how you discern the, en the enemy. The other thing is we have to have a godly community. Come on. We're trying to do <clears throat> this church life without church. 
Right. We're trying to live this Christ life without the design that he created. Sure. Don't forsake the assembly of meeting with one another. Right. Right. Because that's how we get picked off. Right. Lions go after those who are lonely. Exactly. And so I, I think this was good, babe, because I feel like I never want any of our listeners to feel like, man, I can't be like them or I, I, I'm not like that. Or No, the hope is you can be like Christ through him. <laughs> you can't do this without him. It don't matter what mess you are in. He can make a message out of your life. It doesn't matter mm. how much trials. He can make a message out of your mess. Out of your mess. Exactly. And so we wanted to just speak this life to you to say, man, we know even us as Christ followers, leaders in Christ, been 20 years in, the devil still comes at us. Yeah. And we have to take up our armor. We have to take up the word. We have to say, no, this is what your word says, God. I'm not that. And we f- we have to still fight. Yeah, I'm recently, like <clears throat> last month or two ago, I was getting bombarded thoughts. So the enemy's wise, right? Like he wasn't going to come directly and question me and say, you're not a child of God. Mm-hmm. But he was insinuating, I was having thoughts of like, I was wrestling with review. There's a lot of people who are falling away from the faith. And I read an article about a brother in the Lord who, well, I guess he's not in the Lord anymore. That breaks my heart. I don't understand. Who fell away from the faith. And there was a lot of question of encounters with God and faith in the word of God. And that if it was all fantasy or make-believe or made up in his mind, the enemy... Well, he, pu- he publicly he said he shared no these things, but that's what the enemy Christ. was doing. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced <clears throat> that. I've experienced that where it's like, man, are you hearing me? Are mm. you hearing my prayers? Yeah. Are you even there? And, and that question, it's not so much that it opened up the door. It was almost like sometimes we have dry seasons, wilderness seasons, and the Lord is is just allowing you to see areas of weakness. The Lord is allowing uh, a test. And, uh, and it's crazy. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness and where he was tempted by the devil. Mm. But he knew the outcome, and he knew that he would send angels to come and, and minister to him. God, God, God's got you. God's got you. You're not separated. He's just present but quiet. He's but he's quiet. quiet. Yeah. And, and I question that quietness. And so the enemy came and started questioning the validity of my salvation and my faith and all the encounters and belief and mm. the word of God that I've studied and all these kind of things, the sins that I was, yeah. that I was um, wrestling with in my mind and uh, just lusts and passions of the heart and desires for the future that are not yet. And there's just a lot of, mm. lot of bombardment. Yeah. And, um, man, you know, the temptation was to not confess it. The temptation was to not bring it in community. Yeah. And I told my wife yep. and I told a couple of brothers and, and there was like prayer and re- reminder and, and wrestling with the word of God. And, and, and the word that came to me the most was uh, I've been saying this over and over. It's um, in Joshua chapter one. 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. uh, in Matthew chapter 28, the end of the, the, the chapter, uh, behold, I go before you mm -hmm. all through the end of the age. Uh, John chapter uh, 14, verses 21 and 23. John chapter 14, verses, <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, with all the, cap the verses and stuff. I memorize them so I can battle. Yeah. I memorize them so I can battle. He says, he says, <clears throat> if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and I will send you another helper just like me. I will not leave you as little orphans, or I will not leave you fatherless. Jesus will not leave us. He will not leave us fatherless. He will not leave us as orphans. The Holy Spirit said, God said he was going to reveal the, the Father and the Son, manifest himself to us, make his home in us. I just had to, ref, I had to reflect on these things. Psalm 139, like, where can I go where I can depart from his presence? Mm -hmm. So with this wrestling, with this warfare, like, mm -hmm. man, something finally broke. And I came under mm -hmm. even a greater conviction of my salvation and my walk with the Lord. Um, but I'm saying all this because sometimes we get bombarded with demonic thoughts. They're not ours. Yeah. And so it could be fear of condemnation because of sin. It could be spiritual attack. It could be just a test of wilderness. And so we got to hold on to the word of truth and believe it. Yeah. Amen. And fight with it. Confess it. Communicate it. I think I want to just end with this verse here. <clears throat> Colossians 2. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us. Come on. He canceled the charges of the legal debt, pretty much, right? He canceled the record of debt. And took it away by nailing it to the cross. By nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, mm, in the he realm. made a public spectacle of them. That's right. Triumphing over them by the cross. No demon in hell, <sighs> no fallen angel, no situation, no tribulation, no exposure, no danger, nothing can separate us from the love of God. They got no, no power. Amen. No power. He has made them powerless. Why don't you end in prayer, honey? Hallelujah. I think this is good. <sighs> or maybe lead them through a prayer. Blessed be your name, Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, if you're wrestling with believing that God is with you, if you've confessed the Lord Jesus as, as your savior, you believe in your heart that he's risen from the dead, you're experiencing conviction, but temptation of condemnation. If you're hiding your sin, mm. confess your sin. Yes. If you're, if you're playing the game, that's part of the reason why you're going through that, you're, you're in the cycle. enemy's camp, yep. that, that cycle. Confess your sins, confess your sins, bring it out into the open, expose it. The exposure will not separate you from the love of God. Mm -hmm. If you're bombarded with things that have happened in the past, if the enemy is trying to convince you of something that's not true. Resist the devil and mm. he will flee. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pray with you to, to expose all these things. And then I want you to repeat those prayers in your own private times, something similar to it, and, and keep the fight. 
And Jesus will help you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So you can pray like this. Father God. Yes. I believe that you were that Jesus Christ died for my sins on the cross. And that he was risen from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. That same power that is at work in me. Because Amen. I proclaim Jesus as my Lord. Amen. Father, because of this, I know you will never leave me nor forsake me. Yes. Please lead me to someone that I can confess my sins and my wrestle. I resist the devil yes. in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. The Lord is my refuge and my strength. Nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. I am made whole in Jesus. I am forgiven and set free. I belong to the Father and the Holy Spirit is within me. I resist every other spirit, every lying spirit, in the name of in Jesus. In the name of Jesus, yes. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Amen. Brothers and sisters, keep up the good fight. Jesus said that in the end times, lawlessness would abound, yep. offenses would increase, and the love of many would grow cold. But those who keep the faith and will endure through to the end shall be saved. You're in his hands. You're good. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you for joining with uh, us, hanging with the Fabians. God bless you. This, this message was, was deep today. There was a lot of emotion today. But I really feel like it was the heart of the Father. Yeah. If you feel led to partner with us, go to cdandmelody.com, click donate, donate towards our ministry. We want to continue these kind of podcasts going. We want to have another season after this season. Amen. Um, we want to continue to speak and preach the word of God wherever the Lord opens doors. Yes. We're working on a book even in this season. Your partnership with us helps us to continue to fund the ministry and the work the good work yeah. that god has called us I, to do. i'm also in school right now to get a mental health counseling degree yes because i i like those shirts that say therapy and jesus <laughs> or whatnot so mm -hmm. uh because a lot of us are wrestling and we need some spiritual and some psychological truth to uh to to bombard and attack the 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 um the offenses that some people are wrestling with. So Amen. if you would partner with us in that <clears throat> as well, because um, we're healing hearts and healing homes. That's right. We're healing hearts and healing homes. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Peace.